everyone, welcome back to Adulting Decoded, where we discuss the ins and outs and the ups and downs of adulting. I'm Perlene Guillaume. And I'm Sabrina Barnane. And we're here with another episode for you guys. Yeah. Hey, Sabrina. How are you doing? How's it going? It's going. It's going. (laughs) Perlene, let's just jump right into it. So this is um, Dr. Pascal White. Uh, Dr. White did an episode with us about promoting um, our, you know, advocating for our health, promoting good health. Mm-hmm. Prioritizing and, our health. Yes, mm-hmm. prioritizing our health. And she's back. She's back with this public service announcement. And we ask that you take a minute and listen because you might not think it has anything to do with you, but guess what? It has everything to do with you. So listen up. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Pascal White, a.k.a. The Stomach Doc NYC, here to bring you some information about colorectal cancer. Colorectal cancer is the second common cause of cancer death for men and women in the United States. The lifetime risk of developing colorectal cancer is about 1 in 23 for men and 1 in 25 for women. African Americans have the highest incidence, highest mortality, and lowest survival compared to any other race or ethnicity. The American College of Gastroenterology and the American Cancer Society both recommend getting screened for colorectal cancer at the age of 45. It is no longer age 50. 45 years old is the age to remember. You may have to get screened earlier if you have a family history of colorectal cancer, so it is important to know your family history. We recommend that patients choose the screening test they are most comfortable with and the one that they will get done. You can get screened with a colonoscopy, which is a test performed by a gastroenterologist where a camera is used to look at the lining of your colon to detect and remove precancerous polyps or growths. Or you can get screened with a stool-based test, which looks for microscopic blood in the stool or stool DNA cells. If this test is positive though, you will need to get a colonoscopy for further evaluation. How can you reduce your risk of getting colorectal cancer? Quit smoking, moderate your alcohol intake, exercise regularly and maintain a healthy weight, increase your fiber intake and lower the fat in your diet. Limit eating processed foods like bacon, sausage, hot dogs, and red meat. Know your family history And most importantly, get screened and get screened on time. While a screening test is done when you are not having any symptoms, a diagnostic test may be necessary if you are having concerning symptoms for colorectal cancer. Those symptoms include blood in the stool or rectal bleeding, unexplained weight loss, persistent abdominal discomfort, change in bowel habits, or change in the caliber of your stool. So if you're having symptoms, please do not delay and speak with your doctor right away. Colorectal cancer is very treatable when detected in its early stages. As the Association of Black Gastroenterologists and Hepatologists would say, colorectal cancer is preventable, treatable, and beatable. So what are you waiting for? Talk to your doctor about colorectal cancer screening today. Decoders, please take some time to really address your health issues and health concerns and prioritize your health. Um, And thank you, Dr. Pascal White, uh, for that PSA announcement. All right, Perlene, (laughs) what are we decoding today? We are decoding happiness today. (laughs) Don't make that face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making all types of faces. Um, Yeah, we're decoding happiness. It is um, a topic that's come up. Uh, for me a little bit recently when um, and I think it comes up every time I'm kind of reassessing any particular area in my life and 
So there's been some areas where I've been like, okay, well, I think I need to maybe change some things, work on some things. And I think I always kind of fall back on when I'm making those type of, when I'm having those type of thoughts, I kind of always fall back on happiness as an indication of whether, of why I'm feeling like I need a change or I need to, to, to work or improve on something. Am I, so essentially I'm asking, am I happy right now? Um, and what would change that if I am unhappy if I am happy can I get happier like so I think it's just one of the things that I think about when I'm thinking of making any kind of change or improvement in my life okay so we've talked about happiness a lot and of course that forces me to look up a definition because decoders (laughs) Perlene mentioned happiness to me and for the life of me I couldn't even define what Mm -hmm. happiness is so in order to get the conversation going, let's define happiness, all right? So happiness is um, the state of being happy. Okay, besides that. <laughs> Thanks, Oxford. Thanks, Oxford. <laughs> but um, happiness is joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. While happiness has has many different definition definitions, it is often described as evolving positive emotions and life satisfaction is a balance of emotions and balance in feeling satisfied. Okay. Right? What, mm-hmm. what would you add to that? Um, let me think. Um, I like the term balance. Mm-hmm. I think um, because, honestly, when I think of happiness, it is in terms of balancing um, different areas of my life and different levels of happiness. Um I think satisfaction is a good word to to have in there as well because I think I think sometimes we think of satisfaction as maybe not enough of a, when we're thinking about whether or not we're happy but I kind of, but I believe we have to have some level of satisfaction in whatever we're looking at in terms of happiness in order to know if we have actually achieved this state of happiness if I can say that there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a good thing that you brought up that, that, that point, right? Is, the, is <laughs> yeah. there a state of feeling happy, right? So um, you know how I feel about this. I'm like, who sits around thinking of whether they're happy or not? Like, mm-hmm. what what does it even feel like? And it's it goes back to the question of, um, is your happiness a, like, you know, we mentioned before, is happiness luck? Like, are these people who are happy in life, it was just by sheer luck and just Mm. opportunities that come with them and, you know, they ended up in a state of Mm. happiness? Or is happiness a practice mindset? You Mm. know, because the reason I, you know, ask that is because you'll meet somebody and you think to yourself, like, this person doesn't have any reason to be happy. To be happy. (laughs) And yet they're going through life like la di da di da. I'm right. grateful. I love living the Lord. The, living I'm their so, best life. Yeah. Living their best life. So, I guess that's a question I'm throwing at you: is is happiness a state of mind? Is it a, is mm-hmm. it is it something that you feel, mm-hmm. or is it something that is in you that you just kind of have to? Right. I feel like it is both. Um, but I'm leaning more towards on the side of it's something you have to work for. Um, I think it's something that you have to, you can be happy without 
any work on your part, I think, in, in a lot of instances, because if we go back to the definition, you know, a state of joy, you know, you don't need to do anything sometimes to be in a state of joy. Sometimes you just wake up and you're like, I'm happy, you know, and you're, the birds are singing, the sun is out and you're in that state of joy. But I think if we're adding in the other parts of the definition, satisfaction, um, and all of that, I think in that case, you do have to work at it. It is a mindset that you sometimes have to put yourself in by doing, by taking certain steps. Um, especially in, you know, the way I look at happiness, not as a whole, but in individual levels within my life. I think that's where I think the mindset part of it comes in where I feel like I have to work at certain areas of my life to reach a certain level that I'm, that I want in order for to, for me to now say, yes, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So what about you? So, you know, you spoke about when you, you look at the different areas of your life and I guess for me, I don't think of happiness that way. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think of the different areas of my life. I think generally I'm just, I feel happy, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like it's a state of mind, right? right? Like you said, you could feel like you wake up, you're in a state of, um, you know, a state of joy, but I think that's not necessarily true. You're in a state of joy because of how you see things, right? right? Just because you hear the birds singing, you could be annoyed by that. You know what I mean? <laughs> or true. exactly. The sun is shining. You could be angry about that. Why is the mm. sun shining through my window? So, so brightly. And I think it's sometimes, you know, like I, you know, like we always say, we're not experts on the thing, but I do think it's tied into your hormones and right. you know, your general sense of being like right. your physical being, but I also think it's how you see the world. Right. And, you know, if you choose to wake up in a state of gratitude every morning, you know, I'm grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful for this fresh air. I'm grateful for these birds singing right out my window. Mm -hmm. Then you are generally, you know, a happy person. It's like that conversation about seeing the glass half full or half empty. Right. You know what I mean? But then if you are somebody that wakes up cursing the day... <laughs> Then, you know, then you're just, um, genuinely unhappy. Like I, I mentioned, like I see happiness as temperature. Like it's like the ups and downs of a dial of like mm -hmm. temperature. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm really hot and that's more towards for me, frustration, anger, mm -hmm. you know, lack of happiness. And when I feel cool in that blue zone, mm -hmm. I feel more happy. Like I'm content. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm, you know, I feel I'm in a state of gratitude. So, but you mentioned that you see happiness, like picture happiness in a different way. Like yeah. you measure it in a different way. Yeah. Mine is more of a, like an equalizer, mm -hmm. like where you'll see the different levels going up and down, like, <laughs> like on a stereo system mm -hmm. <laughs> and each level represents a different area of my life. Right. So one will be career, one will be personal, one will be family, like whatever it is. And I feel like I like to essentially cart compartmentalize um, those different areas so that I can work on them individually mm. so that, you know, if, and that way I can find this equilibrium of happiness 
where, you know, maybe one area is a little low, but I can, I can focus on that area and get it up to meet the rest of them. Mm -hmm. But at least this way, I'm not looking at it as a whole because to me that seems overwhelming Mm -hmm. to have to have this like consistently whole picture of happiness versus, you know, areas of life that I can adjust Right. At my will. That could be a control issue. I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm saying it. I'm right. Like, right. Am I a control freak? Yeah. But um, but I don't know. I think it comforts me to have that type of control because like we said, I think it is a mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I'm able to adjust it in that way, um, it goes towards uh, adjusting my mindset. Okay. So I I have like what I feel like might be an old school view of happiness. Mm. Right. And the reason I say that is because I literally think it's a luxury to sit down mm. and assess whether we're happy or not. Right. I, I think in the way that the world is, right. it is actually a luxury to sit down and say, am I happy? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I want to ask you, why do we, why, why is it important to do that? Right. Like, what are we, what are we really doing when you sit down and say, am I happy right now? Am I happy with yeah. the way things are going? Yeah. And is it something that you deserve? Like, do you, do you, mm. do, is it something that we deserve? Like, are you sitting around thinking, I deserve to be happy and therefore I should be? <laughs> I how, do, how, does that, how does that work? No, I mean, it's a question. How does it work? No, no. I, you know, I, I definitely think about this too because we talk about adulting and we're, and we talk about, you know, um, what it takes to adult these days and the things that we wish we had um, known or, or things we can work on to be better. Adults. And things we should know. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Sometimes I do agree with what you're saying that, you know, sometimes it is a bit frivolous for me to think, am I happy? Because I also think, you know, we still have to, we still have to function. We still have to move forward whether or not we're happy or not sometimes. But I also think that we have, we're at a place in society where it is more accepted to ask yourself those questions and to have those questions guide your life. Because, I mean, I can't imagine my parents sitting down too much and saying, am I happy? What do I think? You know, they're looking at... I'm happy when these bills are paid. <laughs> I'm happy when these, you know, when these kids are, are doing their homework. Exactly. And, and you wash the dish, dishes right. and clean this house, right? <laughs> you know, and, and people our age and around our age, they also have those same ideas or, you know, thoughts of happiness is these bills being paid. Mm-hmm. Happiness is, you know, a roof over my children's head and all these things. But... I, I definitely, I think we have to have a space for these, and I would call them a luxury thought, these mm-hmm. luxury thoughts of, am I, am I happy? And what that means, am I where I want to be? Because happiness, like you said, it's a state of contentment and satisfaction. And those are not frivolous questions. You know, happiness, if, if that's what happiness is, then asking yourself, am I content? Am I satisfied? Am I in a place of joy? Those are questions that are important to your mental health. They're important to um, practical things like your career, your relationships. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't yourself say that you have those things or you're working on those things or whatever, then how can you provide them to other people? And how Mm -hmm. can you be your best self in these 
functions that you have as an adult. Right. Um, I guess all, but my, you know, and I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate because I see, I see your you point. No, you <laughs> no decoders. I do not hate happiness. She does not. <laughs> but I just think to myself, like, you know, it's, it's really, it's really a hard, it's really a hard concept for me to, to, mm. to, um, understand. It's not that I don't understand happiness. It's just, honestly, when you ask yourself whether I'm happy or not, it's just really hard for me. I mean, the very fact that you can ask yourself whether you're happy or not, for me, puts you in a different stratosphere. You understand? So I'm looking at you. Let me take you as an example, right? I'm looking at you, Perlene. Part of me wants to say... Girl, you ain't got nothing to be unhappy about. Mm. You are healthy. Right. You are so smart. You Thank know? You. Like, girl. And it's a disappointment, right? Because right? I'm fully straight. And I'm like, you are everything in a human being that I think is awesome. Guys, I'm straight. I'm married and everything. I'm just I'm just trying to make a point here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and it's like, I know the question comes, what is it? What is there to be unhappy, unhappy about? about? You know, mm-hmm. it's that thought. I am, what is it? I am, so therefore, no, I, mm. if you guys remember this, 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 what Shakespeare this say. Um, I am, therefore, I am. <laughs> <laughs> is it I think, therefore, I am? I think, therefore, therefore I, I am. am, right? So it's like, <laughs> for me, it's like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I have days where I'm like, oh, I'm really sluggish today. I'm unhappy. I'm disappointed. I really didn't perform well. But generally, mm-hmm. like, would you say you're unhappy? Mm. Or you've had moments of where you felt like you're not, you're unhappy? I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't. We were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting her in the spot. You are. But you know what? When 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 we've talked about this, I think we were saying that there are there are, I think two ways to look at this. To me, anyway, you can either be in a perpetual state of unhappiness, mm-hmm. or you could be in a state of happiness and then have gradients of each. Where some days when you're if you're perpetually unhappy, there's some days where you're happy, and that's it, and and vice versa. And I think if I if I'm looking at it from that point of view, I would say that I'm generally happy, satisfied, content, finding joy in a lot of areas of my life. Um, but that there are definitely unhappy, there's unhappiness there that, you know, I'm wondering sometimes if I, like you said, is that a luxury? Should I just leave that alone and focus on the happiness, focus on the, the good things? Or should I make it my business to correct that unhappiness? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just depends on where it's stemming from, which right. goes back to my, you know, my, um, my equalizer to figure out, you know, which area is causing this unhappiness and is it something I can just let it ride itself out or is it something that I'm like, no, like you need to do something about this. So. And then, you know, I think to myself, you know, should we like, how often are we supposed to feel happy? Right. And how long are we supposed to feel happy? Mm. And the reason I'm saying that is, um, you know, it's, it's, 
it's a good thing that we bring up our parents because, um, you know, I wonder what they measured their happiness against. You know, I I do think they sat around and thought about it, but what were they measuring it against? Like, do they measure their satisfaction and their joy, you know, in terms of a smaller circle because they were not as exposed? I mean, social media has exposed us to a just boundaryless, boundless, (laughs) right? Um, mm-hmm. ideas and expectations. And I feel like because of social media, is there the propensity for us to really reflect on this more than we would have mm-hmm. um, in the generation that our parents um, uh, came? And if that's a good thing, right. you know, like, you know, because you're right. I think it is important to sit and reflect and say, Am I, am I in a state of joy? Am I feeling a sense of satisfaction? Because as human beings, that's what propels us to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. It's that search for contentment, that search for satisfaction that allows us to start new businesses, to start a family, to exercise and work on our bodies and, you know, like go on these endeavors and adventures in search of, right? But, um, I also wonder if, Sometimes it can lead us to a dark place. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That search for happiness maybe might reveal or expose in us a lot of things that, you know, we shouldn't be sitting around thinking about, right? Right. It's like demons having battles in your head. Like, you know, like that angel and that uh, (laughs) demon, yeah, Yeah. sitting on your shoulder going back and forth, you know, and it kind of um, prevents us from keeping our eyes on the prize. So that's, that's something that I wonder if people think about in terms of like, does that sitting around wondering if we're happy or not sometimes, you know, bring us to dark places that we don't need to be lingering in. Let's talk about the key signs of happiness. What are some of the things that you feel like are the key signs? Like when you think of your happiness, what are the things that's like, yeah, this is evidence of it. Um, I this think- is it right there. <laughs> that's my happy place. I've achieved it. Yes. Um, I think signs that I am happy, um, I feel like it, it reflects in how I feel about myself. Most importantly, I think when I am at my happiest is when I am, I guess I would say the kindest to myself, mm. the most loving of myself, Love that. where I feel like, you know what, you know, cause it doesn't mean I've done everything I wanted to do or I'm do, you know, or anything like that. It just means that I have, um, found that joy and satisfaction in myself and say, right. Perlene, you know, you you were supposed to run 10 miles, but you ran two mm. and you did a great job yeah. and we are happy. <laughs> but I think it definitely comes down to, I think I'm most happiest when I, I feel most satisfied and most loving and most um, uh, graceful. I feel I give myself the most grace when um, that that's a sure sign that things are going okay. Hmm. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Because you mentioning that and me having conversations with you, it makes me wonder if you tie happiness to accomplishment, Mm. right? And that leads us to the next um, um, portion of this conversation, which is the type of happiness, Mm -hmm. right? So types of happiness. So um, from the little research that we did, Mm -hmm. because you know, you love, you love doing research. (laughs) Notice I said you love doing research. Um... There are different types of happiness. So 
we mentioned or we found that there is hedonia. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, which is more about feeling pleasure, mm-hmm. right? And there is eudaimonia. I think I'm not saying that properly, but let's, you know, it's... You e- get the point. Yeah, you get the point. <laughs> Eude- <laughs> or eudaimonia, um, which is seeking um, virtue and meaning. Mm. It's associated with more fulfillment of responsibility, mm. um, long-term goals, investment, and living up to personal idea ideals. Um, so I want to ask you about that. I want to know, you know, what do you think about these types of happiness? Mm. The idea of pleasure versus seeking virtue and meaning. Um, I think it depends on what category I'm looking at. Mm. Um, the way I separate (laughs) because I think if I'm looking at certain, like maybe a career or something like that, um, I'm going to be looking more for the, the second one we can't pronounce. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Eudaimonia. Eudaimonia. Okay. Um, the, the, um, the virtue, the right. virtuous pleasures, you know, right. um, doing things that uh, have some kind of accomplishment or, you know, goal. So in that sense, yeah, like I'm definitely the, the happiness meter is going to be the highest when I feel like I've accomplished something or I've done something to, um, to move in that direction. Mm. But maybe in other areas of my life, um, I'm looking for the more hedonic, like the more guilty pleasures. Well, mm. not, not, I don't say guilty, but just a pleasure. Something that um, I gauge just off of the enjoyment. Mm. You know, I feel really good doing this. I'm happy. Um, so it just depends. But I think overall, I'd probably say <laughs> my personality, which... I'm learning with you guys is probably <laughs> very controlling. Um, <laughs> is uh, is definitely more towards the um, the eudaimonia, the the virtue, goal seeking, mm-hmm. pleasure. What about you? Um, definitely eudaimonia for me. I you know I think my husband would agree in the, with this part of this conversation. <laughs> I find my happiness comes mostly from you know seeing other people happy mm. you know what i mean if That's my good. exactly like if my my life is going great when my friends are doing well mm. when my mom is healthy and thriving when my kids are healthy and thriving when everybody at my job you know the the people i'm supervising at my job are feeling you know yeah as satisfied as these <laughs> people can feel <laughs> You know, so I feel happy when everything around me is like in its place, in its place, (laughs) doing the best it can do. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm happy. Like there's nothing wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't know sometimes, you know, having conversations with you sometimes is like, you're, you're satisfied. You're content. I'm like, should I not be satisfied and content? Like I might, I might, you know, not pushing hard enough. Right. 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 But I, I think that's when I'm most happy. Like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I always say Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, Mm. right? I'm happy when other people are fed and, you know, and we're grateful and we're, you know, I'm thinking back about, you know, over the year, like all the things that I'm grateful for. I'm I'm seeing you. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing you. Everybody's doing good. Therefore, I'm happy. And I think, you know, pleasure 
the idea of hedonia kind of puzzles me a little bit mm-hmm. because a lot of times I feel like the things that should make me happy. Right. Sometimes I'm sitting there, I'm like, what, what are y'all getting out of this? <laughs> and that causes me problems, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes, you know, like drinking and, you know, partying and mm-hmm. things that you would think like, Hey, I'm having a good time. I'm just there. Like, this is cool. This is all right. <laughs> but I mean, I, I could do without it, right. you know? Right. So it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if I've, mastered this hedonia part i think i'm definitely you know leaning towards the other part but there is conversation about how to practice happiness Mm -hmm. um and how 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 would you say you practice (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know (laughs) how do you practice happiness all right decoders um Practicing happiness, I think, comes from uh, looking at it from the point of view of, you know, uh, what type of happiness you're going for. Mm. So if we're looking at like the virtue, you know, the virtuous um, happiness, then I'm most happiest when I'm accomplishing a goal. Mm. You know, I'm most happiest, not even accomplishing it. I'm most happy when I'm working on a goal, like actively working on it. You know, like I, um, when I set a plan in motion and I'm moving towards something, that's when I can say I'm, I'm happy. So I think for me, setting a goal, working on a goal puts me in the best mind frame because it puts me in the, in the best position to be as positive as I can be Mm. about myself where I'm like, okay, maybe there's a thing you wanted to accomplish and you haven't done it yet, but you're working on it. You set the goal, you're moving towards it. Um, and then I think just doing things that... Um, that bring me joy, which would, I guess, be the, um, the hedonia. hedonia side, like the, you know, the pleasure side, things that make me feel good. Um, you know, even if I shouldn't be doing them, like maybe shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's probably physical, right? You're, yeah. you're right. Now that you think about it, you think about all this shopping, eating, mm-hmm. right. um, sex, yeah. All in exercising, all, the all these things release endorphins in our body. Exactly. That's supposed to help us with um, exactly. that that feeling happy. I mean, so I'm happiest when I'm booking a trip. You know, as soon as I click spending on, money, right? Spending money in the prospect of like going somewhere. Like I'm happy when I think I am indulging in those pleasurable mm. things. You know. Yeah. You know, you? spending money. Let me ask you. No, I, you know I got to get to this question. Because, you know, time and time again, we hear this question. Does money buy happiness? Perlene, does money buy happiness? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. I don't know. What, I don't, why are we confused? <laughs> what? Why are we acting like it doesn't? I why, think why? money would buy me a whole lot of daggone happiness right now. <laughs> you know what? Money would give me the freedom to completely find happiness. And if that's not happiness, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, Decoders, do you agree? Does money buy happiness? I really need someone to convince me that it doesn't. Because if money is not buying happiness, y'all are shopping in the wrong places. Okay, I think money can buy a whole lot of tag on happiness. Like you said, money provides a lot of freedom mm-hmm. to do those things that make us happy. Exactly. I don't know. Now, is it the only thing that should make you happy? No. 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 But if you have a lot of it, that's okay. 
<laughs> exactly. A lot of things that make me unhappy oh would disappear. <laughs> would disappear with a whole lot of money. <laughs> like student loans. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Tell, man, one person who has a student loan, you tell me you wouldn't be extra happy if you could just beyond happy be done with that euphoric yes. feeling there okay Please. so again decoders <laughs> i don't know why that's even a question money can buy happiness all right so how do we i'm sorry back to how do <laughs> how do we practice happiness um this is something that i need to learn to do which is enjoy the moment mm. um i have a hard time doing this really? i a lot of times i am in a in a specific situation something that i've planned for mm -hmm. something that i've accomplished something that i'm enjoying an event that i've been waiting for right. and i am in the moment yeah and i can't enjoy it because my mind is somewhere else right you know and i think this is something that sounds so simple but a lot of people have trouble with which is enjoying the moment that you're in and a lot of times right. you know too you know it's like i'm i'm having a moment where i should be enjoying this moment i'm worried about capturing pictures right. oh my gosh i need to get these pictures i need to get i'm not taking right. enough pictures or i'm thinking about the cleanup right. <laughs> that's a, such a sabrina thing to do i'm thinking about the cleanup <laughs> after the event i'm thinking about how to get home it's like right that that's something that really needs to, um, that I need to work on. And um, so we have setting goals, we have enjoying the moment, and we have um, refraining from negative thoughts. I mean, it sounds simple. You would think automatically, yeah, obviously you can't have negative thoughts if you're going right. to be happy. But I think it just comes so naturally yeah. to have negative thoughts and to maybe think of worst case scenario or whatever. So yeah, I think actively looking for the positive, actively focusing on the positive is what's going to get you to that place. Right. Yeah. And I honestly think, I mean, I honestly think that is a condition, right? This yeah. whole idea, like I think people, you know, a lot of times these days we thought we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression and I almost feel like it's almost a feeling of being consumed by negative thoughts, like mm -hmm. being consumed by a darkness where you only see the negative. Right. And, you know, um, sometimes I'm conscious too to say, I don't always want to be the negative person. Like sometimes mm -hmm. even with my friends, you know, we'll have a conversation and suddenly I have a thought like, am I always bringing negative news here? Like, mm -hmm. am I always, you know, and right. I say, no, I gotta, I gotta check this. Um, I, w I was telling you that I was watching a recent video of Taraji um, P. Henson, and she was talking about how sometimes, you know, nervousness, doubt, and negativity just show up, right. and she has to check it, right? Yeah. And I think that's something I have to do with myself. Like, every mm -hmm. once in a while, I'm really down on myself, like I'm having all these negative thoughts, and I have to be like, oh, whoa, I'm sorry, you can't be here. Right. You can't be in this space. Like... You know, no I got, for that. exactly. Mm -hmm. I got so much things I need to do. Like right. I have no room for these right. negative feelings and I have to check it. And I wonder if, you know, you decoders have, um, have those feelings. And, you know, um, we also looked up things that promote happiness, um, exercise. Mm -hmm. For sure. The endorphins. Endorphins. Like, Goes back to the endorphins. Like joining our walk run challenge. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> the not so subtle hints. Um, gratitude. Yes. Yeah. Waking up in a state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I actually do do this. I wake up in the morning and one of the first things I do before grabbing my phone, I'll be honest, <laughs> is um, mention the things, have a conversation with God about the things that I'm grateful for. Okay. You know, I say, yeah. God, I'm grateful. I always start with, I'm grateful to be alive because right. I know that, yeah. you know, that wasn't guaranteed. Right. Right. So um, a space of gratitude and then finding a sense of purpose mm. that's not easy no but if you listen to our episode one on that that'll help <laughs> <laughs> the shameless plug <laughs> but yeah no i mean definitely finding a purpose will put you in 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 a in a, 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 a the mental state of moving forward right. and finding something that gives you that spark right that can ultimately lead to you being finding that happiness. Right. Yeah. And, um, we also found there's some things that, um, prevent us from being happy, which is valuing the wrong things. Mm. That's easy. Yeah. That's so easy. I feel like Mm -hmm. social media helps us with that every day. All the time. Exactly. (laughs) Valuing the wrong things and not seeking social support. Mm. Mm. Community. Community. <laughs> you gotta look to your community. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a big one. I want I definitely want to hear your thoughts about this one. This is thinking of happiness as an end point. I definitely don't think of it as an end point. I don't think it can be because you don't even looking at it positively, if there was an end point, You'd what would dead. happen once you get there? You'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like Party you, done. Wait. <laughs> I feel like if you keep in mind that it's a a journey, it's something that you can consistently keep achieving and even have more levels of, I feel like that in itself is, is a promise is like a a promising way to look at it and give you some motivation to continue to seek it. Right. If it can only get better. Right. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, yeah, it's a conversation about, you know, happiness being a journey versus an, versus an endpoint. Um, so decoders, tell us what you get out of this conversation. Um, is happiness something that you think about? Um, what does it mean to you to be happy? Is it something that you should be asking yourself? You know, is it something that is, you know, worth measuring? Should you actually sit down and measure, you know, whether you're happy or not? Ask yourself these questions. Am I happy? What is making me unhappy? Right. And um, what does happiness look like to you? What does it feel like to you? Um, think about when are you most happy? Right. And what are you doing that makes you most happy? Yeah. What yeah. are you doing that makes you most happy? And, um, you know, if I had to sum it up, I, I don't think I'm someone that sits around and thinks about, think about whether I'm happy or not, but it is something that I need to do more often, mm. right? Because, you know, in not, think, in not thinking about it, that's when they talk about, you know, whether you're existing or living, right. you know, and sometimes I think we can just be existing and not thinking about, mm. you know, our happiness. We're not gauging what is that, right. you know, what am I feeling? Sit down and, you know, have a conversation with yourself and reflect. It's important to do that. Um but I also think that comes with caution, right? Mm-hmm. In measuring your happiness, mm-hmm. right? I think we need to be 
realist and understand that happiness comes with unhappiness. It's about right. balance, right? Exactly. And you know, just because you're unhappy doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater, right. right? It's about being grateful for the things that you should be grateful for mm-hmm. and working on the things that you need, that you, right. you know, that you need to strive for, yep. right? Your final thoughts? I agree with everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> so Dakotas, let us know your thoughts. Tell us what you're thinking about this subject of happiness, about measuring happiness, about looking for happiness within ourselves. And you can reach out to us at... Adultingdecoded at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram. At adulting.decoded. And we have constant conversations on Facebook. In our Facebook group, Adulting Decoded. All right. Let us know what you're thinking about this topic, and we hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. Let's be adults about it. And talk about it.